Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. Oh, what a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with good hands. Hello, is this working? Is it? Is, is it, it working? It? Hello, is this working? All right, yes, it's working. Can you turn on the volume a bit? Um, oh, yep. Sorry about that, listener. Um, some. Live admin going on. Is that good for you? Yeah, that's great. All right, good. Happy you're happy. Fuck it. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In case this is kept in. Hello. Yes, hi. Okay, no, we're keeping it in. We're, we're good. keeping we're good. it we're in. Good. We're golden. We're golden. Yeah, we keep it gold, pony boy. We're golden, and welcome to... Uh, man, I am, I am stuffed. I'm pretty full. I ate so much for dinner. I'm, like, not overly full, but I'm, like... Okay. I'm definitely like somewhere in between full and food coma. The thing is, I wonder if, I felt like we ate close to the same amount, but you had rice. Oh, yeah. For once, I didn't have rice. Why didn't you have rice? Because I like the potatoes. Mm. I felt like being white. Right, I right, I felt like right. the meal, okay, so Nathan just cooked this dinner, like for us, the whole household. Uh, he made um, Molly Bass's roast chicken with gochujang. Gochujang roast chicken, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. But then there was roast potatoes. And there was rice, and I'm like, okay, I can. I have a choice to make here. <laughs> Which card? White. I can be yellow. I can be white. I can be yellow. I just felt like being white tonight. The lesser of two carb evils, I guess. I don't. Yeah, know. I mean, it's fucked up. I feel like, but I feel like rice is just calories. Where yeah. potatoes has like some vitamins and minerals, right? Really? I think so. Is rice just straight up calories? Does yeah. it not provide any kind of other nutritional content? I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I know flour is just. Actually, everything's got to have some kind of mineral, or yeah, of course, because yeah. it comes from it. It comes from the earth. <laughs> yeah, like sugar is just a carbs, just pure carbs. I guess I, I don't know. I've honestly never been one to look too too deeply into food science because the few times in my life that I did diet, um, it was really just it was more about everything else. How, how do I say this? It was more about like having the same ish kind of meal so mm-hmm. i didn't have to worry about like you know what's what and like what's giving me this and like what has more iron that. and what has well here's more- a question <laughs> yeah. actually this kind of this kind of idea just came up to me and maybe yeah. okay so name vitamins vitamins are easy to name right a b, a, b c, c d d k e e that's pretty easy right k- and we have a vague idea of what they do c is for immunity i like don't d is for Something. Uh-huh. D is, D, for D is from health. the sun, right? I think so. Uh-huh. Okay, great. Name some minerals. Uh, sodium. Is it a mineral? That's an element. Um, sodium chloride would be a mineral, right? Well, uh, what, okay, hold on. How about this? What the fuck is a mineral? See, I really... I, I, I kind of regret getting off... Uh, 
like jumping off on this point because I I know nothing. Yeah, I'm not about I, this world. But that's my point, Nathan. Yeah. Like they're like get your so you get your vitamins and minerals. Get yeah. your vitamins and minerals. Uh-huh. Minerals is my my point is minerals got a real they have bad PR. I mean, I'm guessing if you drink water, that's minerals. If you drink tap water, that's more minerals. Like okay, I don't know. Man. See, the thing is, when I when I when I, when I hear mineral, minerals, I picture like a dwarf with a pickaxe, right. getting stuff, right? Like ore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're imagining like a plate of ore. Yeah, understood. That can't, that can't be what you need to have. In or your like diet. licking the surface of a canyon. Yeah, that uh-huh. doesn't seem right though. Um, no, I'm pretty sure minerals are just like like. Um, other things. Yo, I feel so dumb. Ask me about like TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so dumb. And like, um, my 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 ineptitude has really been showing so hard. Um, in this new book I've been reading because mm. we last week we I think last week or two weeks ago we spoke about um reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have really taken myself up to task this week to like try to read more. And I'm reading this book by, um, do you know this podcaster named uh, Mike McHarg? Mike McHarg, Mike you? No. His name is spelled M-C, uh, Mike, and then Muk, H-A-R-G-U-E, like McHargu. <laughs> <laughs> Mike McHarg? I don't know how you pronounce it, but um, he has a podcast called Ask Science Mike. Ah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, he's like a scientist and he's smart and he can answer almost any question thrown at him. He would know what a mineral is. Yeah, he would be able to tell you in like half a second flat. And when I was listening to his podcast, I was just like, whoa, I'm dumb. And then I've been reading his book. He recently released a book that um, I will finish within the week. And if it's any good, I'll recommend it to you. If it's not, then you won't hear another word about it. But you're halfway through it? Um, I'm like a third of the way through it. It's called... um, you're a miracle and a pain in the ass because huh, it's cool. it's kind of a book about um, your brain mm-hmm. and like the habits that you kind of fall into, and um, it's really just about how we don't have as much control over our decisions as we think, and there's a way or there's a way there, there's methods to kind of like identify that. He doesn't say he can fix it, but he can help you identify it. So it's kind of blinkyish, blink blink esque. Is that Malcolm Gladwell? Malcolm Gladwell, yeah. How your subconscious does most of the work. Something like that. But this this one focuses more on like um, mental priming. Mm. Like how a lot of extenuating circumstances actually contribute to the small decisions that we make. Things that we do that we then later go like, why did I do that? Or like bad habits that we perpetuate that like we look back on and go like, why did I do that? <laughs> you know, like things that our lizard brain kind of just like gravitate towards. And I'm reading that book and it has all these sciencey like, um, references and all that. And yeah, it made me realize just how disconnected from like the world of sciences I have been in yeah. like the last, I don't know, like, I guess ever since I left JC. <laughs> well, that's how you feel. Like there's other books I can recommend. Like, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is apparently an asshole, his books are pretty good. <laughs> his books that I've read are actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, I forgot what they're called right now, but there's a couple good ones. Um, yeah. I think we don't have the attention, attention spans for it anymore, but Carl Sagan is a good writer. Oh, I've read Carl Sagan, but like that was back in like college days. Mm. And like recently, I've tried to read Stephen Hawking's um, last book. Wow. The um, uh, big questions, no, little questions about the big little little legs i forgot wait hold on it's right here it's called little useless legs big brain (laughs) 
It's called that's terrible. Brief answers to the big questions. Ah, okay. Um, and again, another reminder that I am a dumbass. And that's I, a real yeah. provocative title. Like I immediately want to read that. Yeah. No. No. It, it's it's like, really yeah. it's really interesting. But I feel like at least to my own. Um, hunger for wanting to know everything that's in front of me. Like, I feel like I need to do some pre-research before I get into this book. Because, like, he'll just suddenly drop a term and then I'm like, nope, don't know what that means. And I really want to go off into another, like, rabbit hole. So I keep getting distracted when I read that book. This is great. Is I'll, there a God? How did it all begin? Can we predict the future? What is inside a black hole? All those answers. I mean, it says it's brief, but it's, I mean, well, actually, it's not that thick of a book. It's like, what, 200, yeah, 200 it's all pages? Right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I'll borrow that after you. Yeah, but I've been I've been trying to read more this week. I've been trying to be better with it, um, and I guess after that whole conversation about me not knowing a damn thing about minerals or vitamins <laughs> or food science or really any kind yeah. of science, I mean, I was just pretending I was just pretending I didn't know. But I, I know what minerals are because minerals are obviously those elements on the earth and in foods that our bodies need to develop and function normally. Those essential for health include calcium, phosphorus, potassium, sodium, chloride, magnesium, iron, zinc, iodine, chrome, etc. You know. Wow, you're so smart. Yeah, I'm just going to stop thinking right there, yeah. just because I feel like that's enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's some good thinking. That makes sense. I know that my body needs iron. I've heard that, <laughs> and I also know that iron is an element. I learned that um, yeah, iron is an element, and it's actually the actual metal iron. And F-E. if you yeah, um, so like for example, in a steak. Steak, like beef has plenty of iron in it. Yep. If you um, put a steak in citric acid, it draws out the metals in that steak. Like an X2? Something like like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when Magneto pulls the metal. Yeah, that's crazy. Something like that. So like, um, even though citric acid is a preservative, if Mm -hmm. you put a steak in citric acid, it will pull out the metals in the steak and it'll look like your steak has mold on it when really it's, it's the metal come to the, the surface. Metal come to surface. That's crazy. That should be in Stephen Hawking's book. How that's, the fuck does that happen? That's really metal. <laughs> that's that's tel- hella metal. Yeah. That's rock and metal. You know what I just realized? Well, first of all, hi everyone. Hey, Good hang. 118, Nathan, John. Oh, really phoning it in. Um, you know what I realized? <laughs> and it, maybe it's a hindrance or maybe it's not, but I feel like, I mean, think about it, listener. How many podcasts do you listen to and how many of them, like, have Zoom lag? What? Like, I listen to oh, podcasts. Oh, right. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And aside yeah. from the very few that I listen to that are, like, solo, yeah. everyone's got, like, fucking, it's all, like, people are talking to each other, they don't realize that there's a lot of, like, you go, you go, you go. We yeah. don't have that, baby. Instantaneous. Instantaneous. Good Although, hang. I'm pretty sure if you look back, like, we've tried to do some, like, video call it's not the easiest before. it's not the easiest. That's no. my point. Yeah. What I'm pointing is, is that we should push ourselves stronger, Nathan. Be like... <laughs> We're one of the few hey. podcasts that <laughs> yeah. still happen with multiple people in the same room. I mean, think about it. I mean, there's like, I what's what's her name? Uh, Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally. They have a podcast, right? But yeah. they have guests. Mm. But they live together. Yeah. So should we just get like our our, our flatmates as guests? Just start. Yeah. <laughs> just say, it's like, huh? Advertising. Tell us about that. Harass pair. And we Opal. could. We could. Yeah. Um, like I was. I think one of the better ones uh, is if I were you. I don't know if you listened to that podcast. Mm, no. What's that again? It's Sounds by familiar. Jake Hurwitz and uh, Amir Blumenfeld, the right. college humor guys. Yeah. Um, this is not an endorsement. Don't listen to them. Listen to us. Yeah, they don't give us money. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, I've been listening to them for a while now. And they've been doing remote episodes for like the last two years almost. Because mm. like one of them's always in New York and one of them always in LA. Sure. And I don't know how they do it, but they figured out a way to make it damn near seamless. Mm. Because like every once in a while they'll go like, 
and we're not in the same room. Ha 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 ha. And then it's like, what? <laughs> That's I feel pretty so impressive. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some people have really figured it out. But I know what you mean. Like a lot of podcasts that I listen to now are just like, you get that video call quality. And then you get the, yeah, the, yeah. What? What'd you say? You you go, you go. Yeah, you get the, you get the video call quality of like <laughs> them using the microphones on their earphones or their AirPods. We should just do that. We should just record this. <laughs> just so people are more comfortable. Like, so it's similar to the podcast they listen to. It feels more appropriate to the times. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, come on. We're the one bastion. <laughs> one <laughs> podcast where the, both of those are in the same space. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a, we're a miracle, really. It, yeah, it really is. But um, speaking about like weird uh, COVID-y things yep. and like life conditions, mm. today for the first time I went for a uh, a work meeting. What with people? What now? Don't worry, listener. I know what you're thinking. It oh, was essential goodness. services, right? It actually was. It was government sanctioned work. Oh my god! <laughs> it was a government sanctioned meeting. So don't worry, guys. It was all above the board. What is, what's that? Above phrase? board. Is it above board? It's above board. Not above the line. It's above the board. <laughs> and um, Well, I mean, if you were above the line, you've crossed the line. Ah, so yes. Well, I'm before the line. the line. Before the line, I'm, but above board. I'm before so the ge- line and above geography. board. We got, we got your geography when yes. you made this decision. Yes. Um, yeah, because yeah, yesterday you are like, hey, uh, let's record tomorrow, but I can't record from two to four. I was like, yeah, I have somewhere I need to be. I was like, what? <laughs> Where you got to be? <laughs> but I let it slide. Where you got to be? I figured you'd tell me during the podcast. No, I still can't tell you what it is exactly, but um, I'll, I'll go as far as to say that it was government. It was a government I mean, sanctioned meeting. <laughs> yeah. It was a government sanctioned meeting, and um, I got to see um, uh, one of my colleagues that I've worked with for many years, mm. and like it just hit me like a train of like, man, I've not like I just I just haven't people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, but like, because, you know, I see you guys every day. And we're boring. We're the same. But it's more like, oh, work people. Yeah. Like, we're actually talking about work on a thing that isn't a phone. And it's so much easier to convey thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Then you, can, you can't mute your, ma- your mic. That is true. Yeah. I can't take a shit halfway through a conversation. Uh, it's terrible. That has been one of my favorite things. That has one of been one of my favorite How often things. are you shitting while on business calls? Okay, no, not like strictly shitting, but like... Doing shit. I can just walk away from a call at any time, mm. but as long as I preface it by saying, hey, give me a sec, and I'll just, you know, take just a, a piss, shit. <laughs> slash shit, make myself a sandwich, like... I don't know, do like 10 push-ups or something. I don't know. Like I can, I can just, as, once I step out of frame, the world is my oyster. Sure, I get that. I get that. <laughs> the, the apartment is my oyster. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty weird. Like, for example, like right before the world ended, I started a new, I joined an improv team mm-hmm. and we've been rehearsing every week since then. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I wonder how tall this person is. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> Do, do, do you guys still do like object work over Zoom? Yeah, there's actually fun things you can do instead of doing. No, that's the one thing that's changed. That I've noticed in a lot of people doing Zoom improv, which is God, so sad. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah? Instead of using object work, instead of miming their things, they'll, they'll pick up like just objects that are around them. Right. Like my favorite was like it. Uh, it was a UCB show, and like uh, Darcy Carden mm-hmm. picked up her slippers, and it was like, oh look at this squirrel, <laughs> and then uh, Bobby Moynihan picked up his slippers, which were exact the same pair. He's like, I got them now. <laughs> they were the exact same pair of slippers. I was like, oh, but yeah. Well, it's 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 a really fun and like interest. I mean, we've spoken about like the kind of content that people are creating nowadays, right? Like the improv thing is mm. one. Um, 
another thing that we both watched this past week was the Parks and Recreation. Oh, that was so good. Coronavirus special. That was so good. It was. It was amazing. I loved it. Like it's 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 insane because it did not feel forced at all. Mm. It's very clear that they had some kind of PSA ish vibes about yeah, it. Take care of yourself and yeah, take care yeah, of your yeah. friends. Yeah. Like they had Which a P- is the whole point of parks. Yeah. yeah. As a show, right? Exactly. So like they were it was almost as if this coronavirus was like made for them to have a reunion. <laughs> yeah, really quick. So for those of you who haven't seen it, uh who, but who are aware of Parks and Recreation, yeah. basically they had a special uh just last week to raise money for some charities, whatever. Yeah. And it was basically City Harvest. Yeah. It and basically it was just an episode where everyone Played them, played their characters, and but it was set in present time. So yeah. the show ended a couple years ago. So they kind of just like, but they ended in twenty twenty five. Well, they ended at like twenty seventy something. Oh, is it? Well, I mean, like you know, like the last episode, they, they jumped all the I way. I thought it was twenty twenty five through the multiple presidencies of. Uh. Anyway, but yeah, but it's pretty cool, and like the whole episode, it takes place on on what's it called, Grizzle. Yeah, which like, is their Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> and it was good. It was just everyone checking in on each other, and and it was just it was so beautiful. Per- so great. Yeah, it was so, so funny, perfectly so done, and everybody came back because yep. no one has anything else to do now, except for Mark Brandanowitz. Thanks, Buster, <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> but I feel like not, Blame it that, <laughs> not that many people remember him. But no, like, but that'd be so weird if it was just like, what's this guy doing? Yeah, yeah. But it's and like, Perkins. when when else could you get Chris Pratt? And Aziz Ansari to come back. Yeah. I feel like those two would be like the one. They would be like the Chandler Bings of this reunion. Yeah. They wouldn't really show up. Dude, um, there was a, there was a uh, what you call it, the Good Place podcast had a special episode that did the Barkins Rex. So they had an interview with Mike Schur, one of the writers, mm-hmm. and Nick Offerman. Mm-hmm. They revealed some really cool things. Like, for example, like the guitar that Pratt played yeah. was made, was a special guitar that there's only been like three others made in the world and like one was for, I don't remember who it was for, but it was a very special guitar. It said, it had his character's name on it. Yeah. It I didn't notice that. Yeah. It, it was a custom Andy Dwyer guitar. Yeah. <laughs> only one of a kind made. It was supposed to be for SNL, but it didn't make it in time. So they gave it to him as a gift. It was supposed to be for SNL. Yeah. Like he was hosting SNL. Oh, right. And he was, he was going to do a mon- He was going to do a song in his monologue. I figured he just kind of kept it as like, a, no, it was a never souvenir. on the show. It was never on Parks oh. and Rex. It was supposed to be for, Chris Pratt when he was hosting SNL. Right. Shit like that was so cool. And just to see like the, the Mike sure was just like, okay guys, make, make your world how you think your character did, yeah. how, how they would do it. And like Paul Rudd just happened to have a Nope 2020 shirt <laughs> and shit like that. It was really cool. It was such a great thing, man. It was, it was fun. Like I, I, I love that um, people are still pushing the creative boundaries. Um, and I, I feel like that's that's always going to happen, right? Like mm-hmm. whenever you put boundaries on people, they're going to try their best to try to break out of it or at least try to like really push them. I mean, that's how creativity happens, right? You need to have some kind of boundaries. Exactly. I mean, this is just the ultimate one. It's almost as if like, um, yeah, as human beings, we need them because um, a lot of people always talk, oh, I want my creative freedom, man. I want to create... Yeah, that's but, immature. Like, it's, it's, it's hard to come by, but even when you do, sometimes it can... It can bite you in the ass. Like having a completely blank canvas can sometimes be just as terrifying as having some kind of guideline. That's how I feel at least. No, I totally feel you. Yeah. Like it's like, yeah, if you're, if you're given an assignment, it's like, hey, do whatever you want. It's like, Durr. but it's like, hey, yeah. And then they give you some parameters. It's, it's like, like, yeah. It's like season six of Community. Sure. Like season six of Community, I think they they suddenly didn't have all the barriers that they had with NBC. And I don't know if this is like, completely boring to anybody but i've been re-watching community and i've just noticed that season six even though 
behind the scenes, not much changed. Dan Harmon is still running the show. Well, I mean, they lost Troy. They lost uh, Donald Glover. And they lost... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they lost the cast member. But in terms of just, like, the show's pacing, mm. it, it, the, like, it's the, the pacing just felt completely stunted mm. at season six. Well, season two and season three, we're like, we were spoiled. Those were so good. Yeah. But I really think like in season six, because they had no restrictions, there were even like some scenes in there that were like, that could have been cut. <laughs> when like, you know, previously it was such a tight, yeah, yeah, yeah. tight 20, minutes, 21, 20, 20, 22 21 minutes. minutes. Yeah. 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 Speaking of TV, uh, one last thing before we move on to the next topic, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, Nicholas Cage is playing Joe Exotic. Yeah, he is. In the Tiger King TV adaptation. Yeah, he is. It's directed by someone good, right? I forgot who it was. I have no idea. <laughs> I, re- I read it somewhere. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> no, not that good. But yeah, that's crazy, man. How quickly things happen. Baz Luhrmann. I would watch that for sure. Baz Luhrmann's Tiger King. Dude, never mind. Actually, let's let's we should stop recording now and just be like, Nathan, how do we do Tiger King the musical? <laughs> I mean, we have our fucking theme song. Just, I saw Tiger. Tiger saw man. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, the music would speak for itself, right? It would just be Joe Exotic's like catalog. But then you would want like a song for Carol as well. You yeah. would, you would want a song for um. I forgot all their names. I Trevor? feel like that that dude from South Carolina. He's more of a pimp character. Like he would be rapping. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What's that dude's name? See, this is this is like the fucking the Netflix um, dilemma, right? Yeah, we get obsessed over one thing, but because content just keeps coming and coming and coming, like within a month, it's yeah. just what? Like, I can't talk about Tiger King. I can talk about The Last Dance, though. Ooh, the Michael Jordan documentary, dude. It's so good. Like right. you saw me watching it the other night, and yeah. it's like. I mean, I think no one it's it's hard for me not to be into it because Michael Jordan was so prevalent in my childhood, like growing mm-hmm. up. Like I was like I was a Bulls fan. Like right. I was that's how much I loved him. And right. like I feel like everybody in the nineties was yeah. a Bulls fan. I mean, if you were between the ages of like five and yeah. like fifty. The and, same way how everyone in the two thousands was a Lakers fan. Yeah. 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 But like Michael Jordan was something special, you know what I mean? And even as a kid, I think it was the first time I realized like um, like how amazing like there's never going to be anyone as good as michael jordan mm. like that's a pretty like crazy thought to have right and it's been true yeah it is i don't oh, follow yeah, no basketball I mean, kobe was in the was in the was in the the conversation lebron was in the conversation but no one's gonna be better than jordan not even steph curry or no. i i don't know any basketball that's players. all i got to to be honest yeah i just remember because i i don't follow basketball but i occasionally watch the highlights mm. and um, I have to recommend this to anybody, not just like, you know, basketball fans, but anybody just like check out like a compilation of buzzer beaters. Oh yeah. Those are pretty amazing. On bas- on, on YouTube or something. Yep. It is surprising how many of them happen in real life. Like buzzer beaters, in, in case you didn't know, are like the, the thing where they're tied up and there's one second left on the clock and the ball's in midair and it goes in and the other team wins. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And like that, that, and like it's the kind of shit that happens in movies and TV shows all the time, right? Like the sports movie about like, oh, the final second. And then like you always think that's kind of dramatized. But then I remember watching a video of like, oh, buzzer beater compilation <laughs> 2018 season. I'm like, <laughs> what? And it's within one season, there were like nine buzzer beaters. Yeah. It's, and, it's, I mean, and they're all. So fucking hype. I mean, that's the, that's the thing about basketball, too, though, which is like a pro and con, is that like there's 20 seconds left. I hope you have 30 minutes left in your life to watch this because there's like timeouts and there's out of bounds and all the shit. It just lasts forever. Mm. So that's what makes it possible for that shit to happen. Right. Like you'll draw up a play. It's like, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Right, right, right. See, so I, I, I honestly don't – I don't even know the rules of basketball yeah. other than – 
You have to dribble. You have to dribble, but then you also can't dribble too much. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Nathan Artona does talk sports. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, this episode has made clear that I don't know science. I don't know sports. <laughs> you, you, you know how to modulate a key, though. <laughs> I can modulate a key <laughs> like a motherfucker. Yeah, that just sounded like to higher sounds to me. I don't get it. <laughs> and let's not talk about it anymore. Man, basketball's it's a good sport. I was in basketball in secondary one. Mm-hmm. That you were is into basketball, you were in basketball. I was in the basketball CCA. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, so it was like the extracurricular activity. And I joined it in secondary school because I, I somehow was able to escape my entire primary school life without joining an extracurricular activity. Mm. I was registered in mini tennis. Not even like the choir or drama or whatever. No, nothing. I was I was signed up for mini tennis. I was registered in mini tennis. Some people call that ping pong, Nathan. That's fine. No, like they, it, they, in primary school, it's like they called it mini tennis. It, it was basically half court tennis. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, because <laughs> okay. we're tiny. Like we like our legs can't fucking run the whole thing. So like um, in primary school, they call it mini tennis. So you just play half court and then you just you know. So it's like tennis on a badminton court I, I, with a normal net. Uh, no, it's it's tennis on a tennis court, but half court. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I, yeah, I just can't. It's hard for me to picture because I've never heard of that before. But okay. Yeah. I, well, I might. Tennis be, is hard. I might be wrong because the thing is, I never showed up for a single practice. Okay. Like I think I, all I did was sign up on the day of CCA signs up <laughs> sign ups, <laughs> so but I never showed up. Tennis is fucking hard. Okay. No, okay. I know I'm gonna sound like a bougie white guy right now, but when I was a kid, I was in tennis and golf camp mm-hmm. put together. Mm-hmm. And like golf, I was pretty good at golf. But then it came to tennis, I was like, I don't get it. And I just played tennis like I played golf. So I was just like, boom, over the fence, boom, over the fence. I'm like, yeah. this was golf. I'd be winning. It's about precision and the angle and like and how you hit. And shit. And, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, mean, I never went that far. But it's more about just like knowing exactly how to hit it when it's coming towards you. Like, do you hold tight? Right. Do you hold loose? Do you go like angle? I'm not good at tennis, but like I did it for a decent amount of time. But anyway, basketball. Like, but I never showed up to it. Yeah. But anyway, in secondary school, when I got to secondary school, I was like, okay, I I need to join a sport and I'm going to go to practice. And I joined basketball and I was just horrible. I was the worst. I was... It's too um, bad you got a good height for it too. Right? You if you say, were that's, roughly... That's why I joined because they're yeah. like, oh, you're tall. You should join basketball. I'm like, yeah, I'll be good. And then I showed up and I, I can't catch a ball to save my life. Ooh, that's like the easy part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shooting was a whole other thing. Like, I would be the guy that like went for the shot and it mm-hmm. doesn't even touch. It's nowhere close. Air ball. Yeah, it's yeah. N- it's not it, it, air ball would be a kind word. It, <laughs> it, it's like it just it doesn't Wrong even direction. It doesn't even go near the vicinity of that thing. Um, and yeah, I was the guy that 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 the coach would use as as like an example to ridicule all the time like oh until nathan lands a basket no water breaks oh god that kind of thing is like fuck um so yeah maybe that's why i don't really enjoy watching basketball yeah because you're traumatized like a slight ptsd i was in it for a year and then i joined rugby instead because i figured the learning curve was less steep because you know i could run in rugby the rules it's a little more simple right I feel like basketball is quite intricate. Like you know, you have I don't know the rules to rugby. I don't know the rules to rugby either. I just followed the the guy in my position all the time. I never learned the rules, but um, it's 
definitely less stressful because in basketball there's like what four people on each team five five people oh, there there you go there's five <laughs> people on each team rugby has 11 more right 11 13 <laughs> yeah. i don't know i think soccer's 11 wow yeah. jesus man this is like this episode is just going to be called we dumb <laughs> um, <laughs> why am i why, why is we i know what a mineral uh, okay fine this is this episode is i'm dumb <laughs> or like this episode should be called the episode where listeners are constantly screaming at their headphones yeah our, like, yeah our basketball fans out there our basketball experts i just feel like we're constantly stumbling upon things that are like probably widely known or at least not like they're they're not like difficult facts. I don't know, man. Look, I feel like we're on the on our road to wisdom, where mm-hmm. it's like we're at the stage where we find out how much we don't know. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're, you know, we're mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, rugby was definitely easier because you know more people on the team, meaning less people need to have the ball. Mm. You can not have the ball and do plenty of work. I, that's what Ross thought in Friends. <laughs> You know, he's like, I'm going to be this guy. And he got his ass kicked. No, but in rugby, you cannot have the ball and be kind of useful. Oh, yeah. Like blocking and stuff. Yeah. Just throw throw yourself at people. Like just fling your body at people and and stop them from running. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like, okay. So I I was pretty bad at sports, except I'm very competitive. Weirdly, probably my most successful stint in sports is we had like a, I forgot what it's called, like in 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 my school, which is very Americanized, we had like homeroom, mm-hmm. which is like where you would go and they would take attendance and mm-hmm. then you go to regular classes. But mm-hmm. part of it as well as a way to bond is that all the homerooms would play each other in volleyball. Oh. And my homeroom, we did pretty well, and like I thought I was I was a pretty key figure in that. We did homeroom in Singapore as well, at least in my school. We oh did. yeah, yeah. It, uh, well, they were trying out different systems, but at some point we did homeroom. But yeah. we never had like competitions yeah. between classes. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. Like, I'm not that tall, but I don't know. For some reason, I took to volleyball. So, I was okay at that. And then, when I was a kid, I was really good at football. I'm good at passing the ball. I'm good at making a ball go where I want it to go. Mm. Yeah, see, I don't have those fundamentals. All I can do is run. All I can oh, do I can, is... That's what I can't do. Yeah. So, between the two of us, we have, like, a halfway decent athlete. <laughs> like, I have no out, cardio. Out. I'll run to the ball <laughs> yeah. and go, tag out, tag out, tag I'm out. in, I'm in. <laughs> Throw the ball. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I feel like that's probably going to be the next... Um, big jump I take in my life is to play sports. Like to get good at a sport because like, mm. I've always kind of wrote it off like oh I'm not good at sports and I've I've always kind of rested on, on the laurels that I'm good at other things. But like it kind of bothers me that I'm not good at any sport. Okay, well here's my pitch to you, and I feel like it's almost obvious except for the fact that it's not quite a sport. Get really good at road cycling. Road cycling. Come on, man. Road cycling's not a sport. It, if, if you go fast enough, it is. But like. Okay, but I'm already good at cycling. Yeah, but like get Lycra, get a bike like mine. No. Like, okay, but okay, yeah. here's how I, I I see it. Like a bicycle for me is more like an extension of my feet. Yeah, I get that. Like yeah. it's I I don't really I don't know. I It's I, not I, a sport. There's not a way there's not a it's aside from racing, it's not a win or lose thing. I get that. Okay. I now that you're talking about it, I kind of want to play tennis. <laughs> it's it's more of just like Every and no offense to you as a cyclist, but every time I see cyclists on the road with it is that pretty dorky. outfit, like it's that a little like a small part of me dies inside. Because like for me, bicycles are like just 
another part of my life. But that's the beautiful thing about bike cycling is that there's so many different versions of it. There is mm-hmm. exactly what you're talking about, which is just commuting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's mountain... Like, dude, have you ever watched fucking downhill, like, world-class mountain bikers? Oh, yeah. It's and insane. Especially when they have the GoPro footage that it's makes insane. it look scarier than it actually it is. It goes so fast. No, but the GoPro does make it look scarier than it actually is. Well, yeah, I mean, though, I've only watched a little, but I've watched, like, the televised where it's like, it's like the commercial, it's like the cameras. Oh, right, right, right. And I'm like, how the fuck are they going that fast through that yeah. dangerous of a terrain? I'd hit that first tree. Yeah. Before the start line. I'm pretty sure they memorize some tracks Probably, as well. right? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, there's commuting, there's mountain biking, there's like cyclocross, there's road race, road bike, there's gravel. There's all this. That's cool thing about cycling is that it's... I think like, okay, yeah. like for me, it's very much a thing of like, I don't want to take it too seriously because for true. me, I have like way too much fun doing it. And like, I find myself like weirdly adept at cycling only because it's like second nature because I've mm. done it since I was a child. Like mm. for example, when I was in college, I would... Um, I, the, the Asian grocery store was like maybe, I don't know, uh, like a good seven, eight kilometers away from my place. It was mm-hmm. in a different neighborhood, several neighborhoods away. Okay, hold on. We just discovered that you grossly overestimate distances. <laughs> you thought, what was it? 18 centimeters? 14 centimeters? Okay, whatever. What go for? T- <laughs> okay, so this place was next, right next to your house. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was an Asian grocery store that was in, if you know Boston, the grocery store was in Alston and I lived in uh, Boyle, Boylston Great. Avenue. now we're in the SNL sketch and I took the five <laughs> to the 101 and then I got there and I totally up, but there was traffic. Okay, yes, okay. But it's like a- It was a distance away. It's like a half hour cycle okay. or, or like a- 15 20 minute train ride if you want sure um so like about maybe like what like eight, ki- eight kilometers 20 kilometers 10 kilometers 50 kilometers depends on how fast you wow, ride you went from eight to 50 <laughs> real quick uh, it depends on how fast you ride okay but it, it was far yeah okay like my my guesstimation is not probably not that accurate but it was a far ride but i would always cycle there and mm-hmm. cycle back with just like four bags of groceries mm. like i would take my time i wouldn't try to go crazy fast sure. or anything but like i would like i would cycle back with four bags of groceries no problem and it was never really an issue um, and, uh, I never realized that for other people, it's kind of difficult to like carry a lot of things. Like uh, the other day I carried another bicycle with a bicycle. Again? <laughs> well, no, no. This was a few weeks ago, like a few months ago. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. To I get carried, my bike, right? From yeah, five guys. Yeah. I was like, why did you do that again? I carried a bicycle while riding a bicycle. You, you pushed my bicycle while riding your bicycle. Yes. Actually, and- I suspect carrying it might've been easier because pushing it, the danger of pushing it yeah. is that you're working with the traction of the other bike. Mm-hmm. The handlebars, they the two handlebars. I mean, it's can pretty touch. dumb no matter what. And also, like you have to turn it in sync with how you're turning the other bike. Well, I mean, would you put it on your shoulder? I don't know. I guess like kind of like an F five position, like a you kind of hold it on. Anyway, yeah. um, like I don't know. I I just never wanted to take cycling that seriously because I enjoy it too much. That's fair enough. And um. Oh, yeah. Also, I think I told this story before when I went to Phuket and I rode a motorbike up like a dirt hill. And <laughs> it was terrifying and I thought I was going to die, but I did it. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. So not cycling as your sport. Um, dude, if we lived in a bougier condo, I would so be down to pick up tennis. Mm. There's a tennis court. Like, Should right we up. sneak in? Just like, <laughs> hello, Manfred, as we walk in. Well, not during the COVID times. That's true. But tennis, I, I, I did tennis for a little bit when I was younger. Um I think I picked it up like during my uh, tubbier phase, like when I was like back when I was in Tough Club, and I think my parents were like subtly trying to like, like come on, do a sport, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like I was just so bad, and like running was difficult then. 
I got better at it, but I ever since then, the recent times I've tried to play tennis, it's the precision. It's like the snap decision making and the precision that like. Yeah, that appeals to me. Like what you're describing really appeals to me in like an activity. I, yeah, I really try to do it. Like I can get to where the ball is. I can sprint there and like go crazy and like slide around and shit. But once I get there, I don't. I can't aim. I can't get the ball in there. Like even if I do hit it, it just like goes wherever the it, hell it, it wants. Is tennis? Do you think? Do you reckon tennis is significantly more tiring than badminton? Because badminton's a pretty good workout. Ooh, let me think. I think. Hmm, I don't know. I feel like if I put out an opinion, either badminton players will hate me or tennis players. You know will what? Hate you me. know. You know what's the thing? What? I think the tennis. The more you suck, the more tiring it is. Because you have to like pick up the ball. You have to like fucking hit. It. Oh shit! You got to right, pick right, up the ball. Right, you got to right, like. Right. That's probably what it is. But also, it requires more force to hit a tennis ball. Does it? It does. And those does. fuckers hit shuttlecocks really like because you can hit a badminton like as hard as you can and still manage to. You keep can it hit in a. Play. Sh- is it shuttlecock or shuttercock? It's a cuddle shock. Okay. If you hit shuttlecock. a cutter- <laughs> shuttlecock, <laughs> shuttlecock, because I've heard shuttercock as well. That's why I'm asking. I've recently mm-hmm. heard we're talking to a guy with a lisp. All right then, or a Chinese guy. No, I think shuttercock. Do you think it's a British American shuttlecock? Thing? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but um, yeah, like it doesn't require that much strength to get a shutter shuttle. Gosh, dang it! A little feathery thing like flying really fast across the air. Yeah. It doesn't take that much strength, but to really like smash a tennis yeah. ball, like you'll feel the reverberation in your forearm. Like that's why, like after playing tennis, your forearm tennis elbow yeah, like hurts. Yeah yeah, 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 that makes sense because the the racket itself has a weight and it has a center of gravity, yeah. and then the ball itself is this chunky ass little thing that's and you got to hit it in the sweet spot, or else then it takes more effort. Mm. Whereas I feel like badminton. Um, it's more about agility and how you move yeah, around yeah, the space. Yeah. And re- reaction. Reaction as well, yeah. But like in general, I think the actual hitting of the feathery cock th- thing um, requires less effort. Yeah. I, I think it's also like a mass thing, like a shuttlecock versus a tennis ball. Like mm. tennis ball is like heavier. I'm also sure there's a factor in of like you're playing on what, – what do you call the tennis? like, like Court. The, the, what do you call that kind of flooring? Oh, concrete. Is it concrete? It depends on what you're... I mean, you can play grass. You can play... Or what is it most commonly played on? Concrete. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> like, like tarmac. Like, yeah. ba- like a basketball court. Like, yeah. like an outdoor basketball court. Like concrete versus like parquet. Like waxed right. parquet, you know? Like, like, an indoor ba- like an indoor basketball court. <laughs> yeah. I'm confused now. It all comes back to basketball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cost prohibitive. But would you have... Would you, Did you ever or would you ever have an interest in playing golf? Because I fucking love golf. I have... Very little interest. It's as golf. frustrating as it is exciting, but it's like it's it's super rewarding when you're playing well. You know what I mean? It's like one of those. It's like there's very few sports where it's like the highs are so high and the lows are so low. Uh, like when you hit the perfect shot, you're like that was I'm it. That's my life is never gonna get better. I guess I can and then imagine ninety percent of the time you want to kill yourself. I can imagine that is just that. Like I I I the I hate soccer because when you hit the ball out of the court you have to go get it. Like with golf, it's, it's just like a continual yeah having to go get it. Yeah, yeah, but you get a car. It's like the worst part of like any sport in perpetuity. But you have a you have a cart. Yeah, I guess. But I don't know. I I I can't ha- give a fair opinion because I've never played golf yeah. on a golf course before. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Nathan, as uh, you, you're about to enter your 30s, mm-hmm. so it's like these are the sports you have to think of. Golf. The squashes, the <laughs> golfs, the badmintons, the tennises. Like, you're not going to be like, I'm going to – now that I'm this age, I'm going to seriously get into soccer. I mean, you could, but 
Soccer is probably the, my most frequently played sport. Yeah. Only because, like, my school friends, like, my old school yeah. friends, like, still have regular matches and all that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I would say that um, because of the nature of where our lives have gone, they're all office workers and, like, I live my delinquent life. Mm-hmm. I tend to be a bit fitter. Less skilled, but fitter. So I feel like now is probably the best time to play because I feel like I'm on some kind of level with them. Right, you're just sheer athleticism. Yeah, like what I what what I what I lack in skill and dexterity, I make up for by like just being able to cover everyone on the court. Right. <laughs> um, but it's the it's probably the most frequent sport I play. But I I I'm not good at it. I don't think I have ever scored a goal on purpose. You scored a goal in an accident. That's not nothing. Yeah, but then it, when I think about it, like when I played rugby, the only try I ever scored is also by accident. Mm. So it's like, what did you think you were doing? No, no, no. Like it's <laughs> like, like I, I was, scored I, a goal. <laughs> oh man, I was trying to pass it to my friend. <laughs> no, with the goal thing, like I was like I was going for a pass, right? But like it, it went through the uprights. It, it went and then it. I don't. What are uprights? The the thing? posts things. Sorry, soccer, not football. Ah, right. Why the hell would I be playing? You said rugby. Oh, no. Oh, oh, try. Actually, I scored a try. Right, right, right. I, sw- I scored a try in rugby. So a try is like when you get it over the line. Yeah, that's why I thought. Floor. That's why I was confused. Okay. Yeah. So in soccer, yeah. you were trying to... In soccer, I was trying to pass it to a friend and then it just like went off the other side and, and like the goalkeeper wasn't paying attention. And in, kind of sad, in rugby... Uh, no, because he like... At that point, it was clear that I was shit at the game. Yeah. So he was like, like Nathan's of, got the ball. I'm going to have a cup of tea now. It was more like he was encouraging me. Like, Aww. yeah, pass to him, pass to him. And I'm like, eh, but it hit in the goal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for rugby, um, I was going for a try, but the ball slipped from my hands right. right before it hit the ground. But I caught it back and the referee didn't see that it slipped out of my hands. Oh, so you... It's not that it was actually cheated. It's not yeah, it's not really an accident. It's more like incompetent ref gave one to you. Exactly. Fair enough. That's that's why I want to get good at sports, or at least good at a sport. Okay. So okay, let's keep going down this rabbit hole. So it has to be a game. So for example, you like wall climbing, but you don't consider that a sport. Hmm. Indoor wall climbing. I mean it's sporty. Okay, let me let me let me uh uh, fine tune it a little bit more. I wanna be good at like a team sport. Okay, a team sport. Okay. That narrows it down your options considerably. Like tag team wrestling. Yeah, even then. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, conceive like team sport, like, like team sports, bro. Like so, not definitely not an individual sport. Like a team sport, like rugby or basketball or or doubles badminton slash tennis slash. You know squash. what we should do, what? and I've been wanting to do this for a while. We should start playing some dodgeball. Dodgeball. I don't know if it, I mean obviously not now, mm-hmm. but there used to be a dodgeball league in Singapore, which yeah? I was like, I have got to check that out. I've played dodgeball recently for a thing. I can't remember what. I think it was some night owl. No, I haven't. I can't remember. Like, a sh- like, was it a real game or was it like an event? I honestly can't remember. Dodgeball's fun, dude. Dodgeball is very fun. Yeah. Um, and it's a great movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Part of me is like, is it too late to like really be good at a sport? Should I just wait for all the sports to be on VR? And then I'll just like be good at VR sports. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you should get really good at e-gaming. That could be your thing. I'm not. That's the thing. I'm not even that good at e-gaming. I'm not even no, that, that's why I'm saying you should get good at I'm it. I'm not even that good at gaming, dude. Okay, like I play like even esports, right? The only esport game that I regularly play is Overwatch. You, gold, silver. I'm not at? even that good. Platinum? I've been I've been Platinum? hard stuck in gold for like three Ooh, years. That's rough. Yeah, 
I'm really not that good. Like, I know I'm not that good. Right. Like, I know it's not because, oh, my teammates suck. It's not. It's because I really just lack the mechanical skill. And, like, <laughs> mm. yeah. It's really annoying that I can't f- figure out, like, that... It's, I find that more annoying than the fact that I'm bad at sports because if the sports thing, at least I don't play it like almost every day. Right. <laughs> with with, e- with esports, it's like, yeah, I'm just not a good gamer. What if you go, I mean, this is not a team sport. What if you go way out of the box and just like all of a sudden become a really good archer? Hmm. Yeah? That sounds troublesome. Be- Archery requires so much like space. Yeah, there's, there are spaces in Singapore. Telaklanga, there's like an archery club space thing. I mean, this you're putting this on yourself. Like, if I ever pick up an archery habit, this house is gonna have a lot of broken things. You're gonna start shooting around the house. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna like <laughs> Hawkeye at this shit. But like, yeah, like I don't Nathan, know. Nathan, pass the remote. You got it. Fling, fling, fling. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know, man. I want to. I want to like pick up a new skill, and I feel like now is a time to do it. But maybe a sport is not the best thing to do. <laughs> All like, right. Okay, what, what, what if what have you? What do you want to learn, or what have you learned in this like period of time that is new? COVID or, during COVID, yeah. you mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm taking a sketch writing class. Started yesterday. But that's like something you already do. No, that's the thing. I no, no. <laughs> I, it's something I should do, and I would be good at, and I'm okay at it. Have you I've, always written sketches? The mechanics of I've written sketches, but okay, like yeah. a new thing. I'm talking about like just like a totally new thing. Yeah, yeah, like a new uh, thing. So I've okay, I've cooked new things, but that doesn't count, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or like even if you you haven't done it yet what is something that you want to pick up because we've got anyway oh yeah what date is it today today is the 6th oh yeah in an alternate universe this is the, it's the 5th so yeah, today's the 5th so yeah in an alternate al- universe it would be their first, day, their first day out of circuit predictor exactly but we have one more month left so halfway point yeah you've got one month to learn a thing what would you want to learn making cocktails no does that count would that be good I can make a fucking cocktail. Anyone can make a cocktail. You have to follow the, but like you know those guys who like like okay yeah I get it the jigger and then like you spin and then a they, bottle they, they they put fire on things and then they they spin it around and then they foam things up yeah, yeah I get you I don't know I feel like I don't want to pick up anything new I want to get better at the things that I'm okay at and, mm. and great at the things I'm good at that's why I'm taking sketch classes that's why I'm still trying to improv that's why I'm writing um, I you know what I can't do I need to be able to ride a bike no handed. I get so annoyed when I see all these people riding around. They're all like no handed. I'm like, come on, man, how the fuck do you do that? Yeah, but like, so also, I, I can. I've, I I let go for like five seconds. That's my my record. Don't four maybe. Don't you've already broken your your elbow. That's your also why once. I'm not trying that hard. Yeah, don't do it. Like, it's not a very useful skill. Yeah, it is. I, I how, no, no how? I think not how? in and tell me okay. how it's useful. Okay, well. To answer that question, I mean, there is because, like, if you want to get something out of your jerseys, because when I when I cycle, I wear jerseys, baby, and the pockets are in the back. So, like, if you want to unwrap a candy bar and eat it, if you want yes, to, like, to, put like, on a jacket, hit the brakes stopping, and do that. Nah, man, where I've come from, I don't have brakes. Um, no, but it, it means that you know how to handle a bike well. Like, if you can, if you can, if you have the... Okay, the, then if it's a rite of passage co- thing, no, go no, for it, no, it second mean, broken no, shoulder it, man. It, it means that you're getting better at bike handling. So it's it's more of like a sign that you've gotten good at it. Mm-hmm. And yes, I do not want to break my, my shoulder again. So I probably won't try that hard. I mean, sure, if it's a sign that you're getting better at bicycle, at cycling. But I think that's just a dumb excuse to want to look cool. Maybe close-up magic. How about that? Yeah, see. Let's get good at close-up magic. There we go. That, that's, that's more like it. Like, just like something that's different. Because, like, Penn & Teller have a master class. Um, I have it. I've downloaded it. Yeah, it's kind of great. Although, it's kind of weird because Teller speaks. 
Yeah, quite a lot in it. He that's, speaks well, quite a lot. Well, he's more of the technician. Yeah, Penn is more of the showman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it makes sense. But um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, don't like know. back to the cycling. I've been cycling for X amount of years, right? I only mm. just learned how to go handlebarless like last year, and even you then, mean handless. I, like handle, but like I don't do like yeah handle like yeah I don't, no hands no hands. But even then, when I whenever I'm doing it, I was like, no, like it's not worth it. Like I I really don't. I've never fallen on a bike. I don't want to fall on a bike because I'm trying to do. Oh look at me, no hands. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just, That's fair. Like, just learn I how do to, season these yeah. season do doofuses full on texting while cycling. I'm like, yeah. that's, that's too much, man. Put your yeah. hands on the fucking bike. I do text and cycle like with one hand on the handlebar and one hand on my hand. Right. Uh, one hand on my handphone. But that's if I know that like the coast is clear. Like there's no one in front of me. Mm. Especially nowadays, man. Like, with, oh, it's like, pretty packed, yeah. It, no, no. Now it's like nowadays on the roads, it's empty. Oh, yeah. On the roads, it's empty. Yeah. On the roads, it's empty. So like I'm pretty much, I can like, like the other day I was on house party while like cycling Jesus. to the grocery store Jesus. and just like having a conversation like while going to the grocery store on house party on the bike and it was great. And you say I'm reckless. I mean, I'm again, never fallen on a bike. Fair enough. I'm safe. Fair enough. Have one hand on the handlebars in case anything happens. Although I keep wanting to get like that thing that you put on, on your bike to put your phone. A quad lock, whatever. Like a like a whatever it is, yeah. Just use my thing. I have the red the red thing that you can. This we'll talk about this another time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. What, so yeah, what would you want to pick up then during COVID times? I feel like with this month, okay, because like so far, what I have been doing is like just work stuff. Like mm-hmm. I haven't really been actively trying to do anything new, other than this past week when I tried to like read books again, right. which is not really a new thing. It's more of like a thing that I haven't done regularly in right. like six to seven years. Right. So I want to like really get into the act of reading again. Well, pick because up, try, try something easier. Like try lamb, dude. Like fucking, I got, by the way, try lamb, people, uh, the book I recommended oh, last right. week. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's a delicious meat. It's the other, <laughs> other red meat. Um, no, like some people have messaged me be like, Hey John, what was that book again? Or like, Hey John, I started that book. It's great. I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh no, Lamb, the Gospel According to Biff, Christ's Childhood Pal. I'm very happy with like where I'm at right now because like I I've been regularly reading for the past few days, mm. and it's really okay for me. It's really just because I don't like that my attention span has gotten shorter and shorter. Fair. Like for the last I don't know how many years, every time I try to read a book, I just get distracted. Like I will read, I'll be twelve pages in, and then realize that I took none of it in because I was thinking about like something else unrelated you gotta play that game of thrones music man and like it's always classical music it's like i i I didn't like it because i realized that like the world has a lot of problems because of this exact thing Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't really read anymore Mm -hmm. they don't have the attention span to dedicate to like an article Mm -hmm. so because of that they just read the headlines. they read the headlines they assume they place all of their judgment on a tiny little soundbite as opposed to like reading six or seven more sentences in to be a little bit more informed, to get a little bit more context. And that's how you end up with people kind of like having my truth, man. This is my truth, man. Because like they, they, it really is their truth. They base like, like their worldview off of like little snippets of headlines here and there. And they place all of their own judgment. That's how you get flat earthers. And it's crazy. And I just really never want to end up like that. I really never want to end up like that in any sense of the word, like with anything. Mm -hmm. Because I did see myself getting like that where I would 
judge a story completely on the headline. Like I, I, I've been doing that more recently, especially because I've been catching up with a lot more news. Like I'll see a thing of like, um, uh, I can't even think of an example right now, but like uh, I, I will read a headline and assume that that is all there is to it. And it's even more nefarious, especially because nowadays people like they, they kind of come up with the really shit headlines to try to grab your attention. And, even though those headlines are not necessarily untrue, they might misrepresent the meat of the story, yeah. the crux of the story. Yeah. And I just want to go the opposite way of that. I just want to make sure that I'm feeding my brain enough and that I am broadening my attention span so that I don't end up like one of those people that like creates my worldview based on sound bites and little bits of knowledge but doesn't really know anything. I just, I, I just no, don't I get you. I get you. That's yeah. totally fair. Like, um, like I said, that's how we got flat earthers. That's how we get people wanting to be like, let's open up yeah. America because the cure can't be worse than the disease. Yeah, and yeah. That's great. You know, they're predicting that by June there's going to be three thousand deaths a day in America from Corona. Man, what the fuck? That's crazy. Yeah, because even in a place like Singapore mm-hmm. where we're dealing with it like kind of excellently, mm-hmm. there's still hundreds of cases every day. Yeah, like and 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 five and, of the ones that matter. <laughs> That's what I've noticed. Like, I don't know if you guys have signed up to it or not. Uh, like, the government can you can sign up on WhatsApp or whatever, and the government will send you updates. Yeah, and they're always like, today there were six hundred and fourteen cases. The vast majority are in the foreign worker dorms. Uh, Singaporeans in PRs seven. Like they like break it down. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I think there's an important of... message there, and like the community at whole, it's low, but it's like it is funny how it's like. Yeah. I, maybe I'm like a little soapboxy, but it is. I find it. I just find it funny. I find it interesting. And it's funny. definitely interesting. I, I I understand the rationale behind it. I yeah, guess yeah, totally. it's just to keep the people calm. Yeah. Because if they said that there's 597 no, no, cases, full stop, yes. and they don't say anything, yeah. then it's like no more than that. Well, it fuck. is a sign that the circuit breaker is working, right? Oh yeah. For because sure. the like the fucking dormitories are just crazy, and then they're testing more in there, and then and then a lot of those people are asymptomatic. So yeah. Blah 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 blah. blah. But. Yeah, hopefully it will work and we're country's open for business again soon. Get out of here. It's going to get better slowly. I mean, like over the next month or so, they're going to ease up the the measures. Yeah. Some shops will be open. Um like uh, they're going to start allowing 10 or less. Yeah. And all of that. Um It's like a pyramid, you know. It's like, you know, like Yeah, yeah. what we were ramping up to, we're going to ramp down hopefully, I guess. But like yeah. when do you think you could have a concert again? Like when can I be in a play again? Like that's I'm really curious. Like months, it's gonna be a while. years, this year, you think? It's definitely going to be months. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be a year. Like, who knows? Like, maybe by November, there's zero cases for the whole month. And then December, you know, the month where a lot of shit happens, mm. it's business back to normal. Yeah. Although, like, then it, the, it begs the question, what happens to travel? Yeah, I was going to ask you that. So, like, what do you think is going to happen first? Um, like, performances, theater, concerts, or travel? I think travel is going to be, like, last yeah. Right? Logically so, because like travel is like the Pandora's box, right? Because you mm-hmm. never know who you're going to get. Or at the very least, they'll have the two-week quarantine thing. Mm. Like, fuck, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. To travel anywhere. So like, if I want to go on holiday, I have to book two extra weeks. Yeah, have fun in Sentosa, man. Just- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. But um, what was it? What were we talking about before? Oh, yeah. What, what is a new thing that I would like to pick up? Yeah. Magic. Probably. That's weird that we both settled on fucking magic. Now that we're talking about so are it. We, oh, oh my God. Are we going to become the pen and teller of Singapore? Oh my gosh. I'll, I'll be the one that doesn't talk. 
Thank God, because I can just talk. <laughs> like you have, you have nimble fingers from guitar playing. You, you do that shit. I'll be like, look over here. I've, I remember really being obsessed with. I, I, I'm generally obsessed with magic. I love magic. I've gone through phases. When I was a kid, I was like super into it. Like right. I watched every single David Copperfield thing there was. Mm. So I'm live too, which was amazing. Like my love for magic has been unwavering since mm-hmm. I was a kid. Um, but my interest in personally pursuing it was the strongest when I was in school. Because, you know, that's when you want to get detention from your friends. Of course. It's a way to get chicks, you know? Yeah. And like back, back when I was like younger, I didn't really sing. I didn't have a thing. Yeah. I hadn't, I didn't have a thing other than being like kind of overweight. God, so you were a pudgy (laughs) kid who was into magic. No wonder you (laughs) fucking didn't get laid. (laughs) Christ. But like, um, uh, I remember like for my birthday, because like my, my parents knew that I loved like David Copperfield and Chris Angel and David Blaine and all that stuff. They got me like the, 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 the DIY magic kit. With, oh, like, that's cute. The foam balls and like um, like the trick cards, like the card that you can put the pencil through and all those yep, things. Yep, yep. Um, and then on my own, I would always save up my allowance because I think I got like $2 a day. Nice. Um, and I would save that allowance. $2 a day? <laughs> yeah. It's a, first of all, it's weird that it's, it's $2 a day as opposed to like $10 a week. It's like, it's like, here, Nathan, it's like you're a stripper. It's like, here's $2. Here's $2. Here's $2. It's like, mom, get up monthly, weekly? Okay, anyway. I, I have very vague recollections of my childhood, but I believe it, I believe it was $2 a day because I don't ever recall So your getting, wallet was just full of $2 bills? Like, I don't ever recall getting, like, a large amount of money. Like a five. Like, like a lump sum of money right. until I was in secondary school. Right. And even then, that didn't last. That only lasted until, like, secondary three because in secondary four, I started, like, being able to, like, pay for shit mm-hmm. um but in primary school it's two dollars a day because you know canteen food is like 50 cents 70 cents one dollar at most what the fuck did you go to school in the 50s no no this was just like primary school that's, that's crazy it's i mean because like they're kids you don't yeah yeah no but still like when i was a kid what yeah about three four dollars really maybe i don't remember Okay, no, like back in primary school, and I don't know if it's still like this now, but mm. it can't be expensive for kids because they eat a little bit, right? Um, but back when I was in primary school, it was like they were they came in like increments of like fifty cents, seventy cents, mm. at most a dollar, and then the teachers' portions were like a dollar twenty or a dollar fifty, right? Um, but again, this was the nineties. But um, uh, I would save it up, and I would go to like the magic store, nice in uh, like. I'll just I'll just name it Coronation Plaza because I went to Nanyang Primary School. Shout out! Because <laughs> I went to Nanyang Primary School, mm-hmm. and then Nanyang Primary School is a walk away from Coronation Plaza, and Coronation Plaza was this like it's not really a mall; it's more like one of those it's like a strip. It looks like a strip mall. <laughs> it's like one of those buildings with like tuition centers, mm-hmm. supermarkets. Yeah, like Balmoral. Yeah, that whole that yeah, kind that of whole thing. Strip of, yeah, I get it. I get it. And they had a magic store. I'm talking about like a legit store that sold like real magic tricks. The, the guy behind the counter had long hair and a puffy shirt. That's awesome. And he was kind of strange. That's awesome. And yeah, I... Not around anymore? No, no. Long gone. Yeah, it makes sense. Long gone, long gone. But it was like... It was it was the most magical... I mean, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh. It really was a magical, magical place. Because I wish you guys could see that. His reaction, he, he went to a magical place just there for a second. <laughs> it was magical. Like, he closed his eyes and everything. Because like... Young innocence. He would sell like these really simple tricks that you mm-hmm. can get for four dollars, five dollars. But then like he would have these upper echelon tricks, like the thirty-five, forty-dollar tricks. Right. So he you was know? like, he was a, he was, he was like Michael Caine from <laughs> from Prestige. A little bit, I guess. Um, but 
Man, I, I I had such fond memories of that place because, um, of course, within my friend circle, we would all be kind of obsessed with it um, and obsessed over magic. And whoever was able to get like that really expensive, like, because he would never reveal the trick in the store, of course, mm-hmm. unless you bought it. Like he would only teach you how to do it once you bought it. Wow. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Yeah, other than yeah. that, he would just show it to you and show you how cool it is and be like, kid. It's like, hold on. Just give me 15 weeks. (laughs) Give me 15 days of starvation. But yeah, like it was, I don't know, man. Like I, 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 I would, I would definitely enjoy picking it up again. Only thing I'm thinking about is like, how am I going to use that in my life moving forward? Uh, Obviously you can incorporate it into your fucking concerts, dude. (laughs) Obviously. Like, can you imagine if Nathan like gets like, he like levitates from the rafters or like from beneath the stage or he's like playing a song and he's like electricity and then he like bursts into electricity and then he teleports man fucking uh, never mind let's do this for sure <laughs> let's do it for sure but like it like the, the thing is i'm also afraid that if i picked up magic um people would just end up comparing me to jay cho even more i mean now you see him what? Wait, what was he in? <laughs> he, he was in Now You See Me Too. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's what I meant. He was in Now You See Me Too, but also like he is actually like a pretty a pretty good magician. No. <laughs> like he's actually in real life. I think when he was I, I'm not sure about this, don't quote me on this at all, but I have a feeling that when he was preparing for the role, he kind of got a little obsessed. Oh, okay, so like it it started with the movie. It wasn't just like Hey, we should hire Jay Cho because he's pretty decent at close-up magic. I'm assuming. I really don't know. I don't know which came first. It's, it's maybe a bit like um, this is a Google search away, and I'm sure some of you guys out yeah, there. Yeah, what's know a mineral? Um, <laughs> but like, wait, wait, hold on. So, because I remember, I think I remember seeing the movie. He was in it. I don't remember this movie very well. Now you see me too. Yeah, I just remember Dan Harmon saying it's called. I can't believe you didn't call it. Now you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, he he's actually like a like because uh, during my brief time with him, he took a quarter out of your. <laughs> no, but like he would. Oh, like occasionally like do magic tricks and shit and like there was once he did one that legitimately blew my mind dude i still can't get over the, th- the shit that chris kwong did to us he yes that Back, is, that's, if you have a li- if you have that's crazy episode. but there was once jay chow like no f- not fucking with you he unlocked my phone he unlocked my phone after asking me like a question i forgot what it what he asked me but we were like having like mala hot pots for dinner. Okay. And before the food came, he was like, hey, give me your phone. And he asked me a question. What are your four favorite numbers? No, no, no. He just asked me like a single question. I don't think it was even related to numbers. And he looked at me and he said, I can guess your phone password. You know what's cool? And he fucking typed it in and he unlocked my phone. And I'm like, ah, this is magic. You know what's cool about magic? You know, they say like once you know the trick, it ruins it. I yeah. think I'm the opposite. Like I love seeing how magic is done. I love it when it's simple. I love it when it's complex i just i love seeing the mechanics of stuff it's definitely like fascinating to learn how but i'm also okay not knowing like mm. for example shin lim yeah his shit I is crazy do not need to know how he does his stuff yeah. like i i i i can kind of like a, a part of my brain feels like it vaguely understands roughly mm. what he's doing but i also know that like never in a million years will i be able to pull that shit off yeah like I'm not I'm like I'm weird that I can walk that line of like I'm never like oh I can see the string I can see the magnets I bet he's using magnets <laughs> I'm just like wow that's amazing but then I'm always like what is the craft that goes into doing it because it's just so fascinating practice man hours and hours of course of, of course but like I love seeing like how tricks work like 
um, yeah, when Penn and Teller do that trick where it's like they show you like the cup, mm-hmm. and then they do a translucent cups or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. That's amazing to me. That's you know what I'm talking about, right? That was yeah, very yeah, yeah. not very descriptive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, basically Penn they, and Teller they, do this they trick. They deconstruct the the ball and cup trick. Yeah, and they do that a lot. They did that with the sawing the person in half trick as mm-hmm. well. And like, yeah, speaking of the '90s, or I think this was the early '90s, but like that whole like the mass magician reveal shit. So into that show. That was controversial. Very controversial. That was extremely controversial. But then, like you know, like twenty years later, what has it done? Is it? Good but or also, bad? he was. Also, What's his legacy? Also, like he was revealing like all the really cheesy tricks. He was yeah, revealing. The, that was like, his point, right? He wanted to push people. Yeah, he was. Was it? I don't know. Yeah, I thought, like he, he, was, I thought he, he was just trying to make money. <laughs> when he unmasked, and we were like, we don't know who the fuck that is. He's like, I'm a magician. Rah, rah. Oh, He's he like, unmasked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the oh. final special. And he was just like, the reason I did this was because I wanted to push people to do more interesting and innovative tricks. Oh, I never followed it that much. I just watched a few and I saw him with the black mask of the white yeah. markings and everything. Yeah. But like, I was never that interested in that kind of magic. You know, the one where they have Stage like, magic. The dramatic and have the lady in like the, the so like David the Copperfield dress. You know about David Copperfield. Yeah, but then again, David Copperfield did do some cool shit, like making the Statue of Liberty disappear. Yeah, which was very simple how he did that. How? Dude, he just had... I know, okay. Like, here's okay. the thing. Like, with magic, I rarely want to know how they okay, do it. Okay, then I won't tell you. No, but now that, you, now that I know that you know, because I've just never bothered looking it up. Okay. I know I could, but I never bothered to. I think this is how he did it, and it's frustratingly simple, because it was a TV special, right? Mm-hmm. So, what he did was he had, like... I forgot how he blocked the angle, but basically, basically, like he, him, and the audience and the that were there and the camera were like on a fucking dolly, and he just slid over <laughs> till he couldn't see it. I don't know, like it, that was the basis of it. I don't know oh. the details, but like, it so did he just change camera angles? Yep. They're like, this camera's not going to cut away. It's not going to cut away at all. I remember he kept saying that. So if the audience just looked to the right, the Statue of Liberty would have been there. Yeah, like they were in on it. Yeah. Because I know, I, like, my brain knows, of course, he didn't fucking make the Statue of Liberty yeah, disappear. of course, right? But, like, it, I, I definitely wonder, like, what, what's the illusion then? Like, but you how did he make it so that the, the helicopter light was able to pass through where the Statue yeah, of Liberty was? You can all. look it up, though. Because uh, I, I watched to. that shit on TV as a kid. You, I waited for it to show up on TV. This is so weird. I've never spoken, like, this, um... David Copperfield did this. He was like, oh, once uh, in one of his specials, he was like, I usually, I'm big grand. I do stage illusions, but I want to do a card trick that I learned from my grandpa. And it's so amazing. And they did a close up. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was to do with like four cards and making coins appear and disappear under the cards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute. I saw this on fucking Disney. They sh- a magician showed me how to do this trick. Like literally the exact same trick. It's like he watched it off of Disney Channel like me. <laughs> it was a very easy trick. Or the other way around. Oh yeah, Disney Channel just like they deconstructed what they saw. They deconstructed what they saw. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I miss that era of magic, and I especially miss that era of like YouTubeless magic, when like mm. before or, or Googleless magic, before you could like find out how people did it. Like back when like David Blaine floating in midair was just fuck. He floats in midair. I or know David Blaine turning. Yeah, now you know you just got to angle your whatever. Yeah, and like. Uh, David Blaine turning a cup of coffee into coins and change. He shakes it. I don't fucking know how he did that. You, do you like, not know how to do that? Because I know he does that. I just stop, stop spoiling magic for me, John. <laughs> it's magnets! <laughs> but, um, like, I miss that era of magic because this current era of magic that we're in. I didn't even know we were in an era of magic, by the we, way. Okay, like, I didn't expect us to go down this rabbit hole. Uh, but, that's the point of this podcast. 
But this current era of magic that we're in, of course, you still have the shin limbs of the world. You still have all those great people that go on shows like Fool Us. What, yeah, what does that mean? What or do you America's mean by the shin Got Talent? I know he's like he does card cardistry yeah, yeah, yeah. and like. But you know that they that um, type of magician still exists. But I'm talking about in this new social media age, mm. there are these Instagram magicians, yeah. people that put up like one minute videos of them doing tricks, uh-huh. and then like basically. Um, hashtagging the shit out of it so it gets spread like wildfire. And their whole business model is hoping that people see these tricks individually and that's it. And they get the views and they get the engagement and that's it. It's not like to promote a live show or... No, well, I mean, I'm sure they also do live shows. But the thing about it that really messes me up or bothers me, and I wish I could pull up names right now. I don't, I, I can't, I forgot their names. But I know there's a few like Instagram magicians where all you have to do is click on that video and then find out who he is and go to his profile and you'll see that almost every trick, so like, um, I'm not explaining this super good, but they'll do like all kinds of like public tricks where they get the public to react because they're doing like street magic and like, right, ooh, right, look, right, I'm right. making this mop float or I'm making this sign like twirl around and then like, I'm in the sign now or not, not really, but they'll do these kind of tricks and then the people around them are like, oh my God, what 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 but then you go to their pages and you see that every video is the same people reacting oh that's messed it's up. like the same three or four people they're, his reacting. friends <laughs> yeah so they're just plants and like several of these kind of like accounts exist that's sad. and they have millions of followers that's sad of course like there's people on it that are like bullshit 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 yeah but for the most part they're still getting but, millions but then of again followers. does that take away from your own enjoyment of it i mean i guess it would it definitely does. Yeah. It definitely makes me sad about the current state of magic, like 100%. Yeah. And like, there's also like Facebook magicians, like people that do like, um, oh, uh, 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 take your age and then now think of a number between one to seven. Now yeah, multiply. That's, that's and then, been around forever. Yeah, I know. But then that, like, they're getting dumber and dumber. Okay. Like they're doing things like now add one. Now multiply it by zero. Now add three. Your number is three. Like <laughs> yeah. shit, like shit, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. you know. And then people, and then like you'll see the comments. People go, "Oh my god, it worked!" Like, "Oh my goodness, like what?" Mind blown. And then you just see them tagging like hundreds of people. Like they're sharing it. Like it's like a yeah. revolution. And it's 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 heartbreaking. I, I think I can pull up a name of, of at least that person. But his my favorite, I mean, is that Rick that... Lax. His name is Rick Lax, and he's he's a L A X. Yeah, Rick L A X. He's let's not give him more views but okay well i mean just check it out and see how full of shit that is but like i really don't like this current age of like social media magicians where it's so clear that the content that they're filming is like it's just that it's filmed content like it's i feel like you could just content i feel like you just remove magicians from your sentence and it just makes sense (laughs) <laughs> like for everything <laughs> like, no but like there's, like there's something about the era we live in but there's something about the sanctity of magic the purity of magic yeah. you're a purist I it's get that. so broken man and also I, i'm pretty sure i've mentioned this in the show at least like twice but before i die i really want to go to the magic castle me too you have mm-hmm. to get invited you have to get invited i bet we could figure out a way right can you imagine because we were man we're supposed to be in la right now can't be that hard. Or like a couple weeks ago. We were supposed to be in L- No, we are supposed to be in LA now. We are yeah. supposed to be just coming back from LA. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But I feel like we could have f- finagled away in there. Right? At least like wear tuxedos and pretend to be waiters or something. <laughs> yeah. And then that's our trick. <laughs> like what have we, we tried to... Like what have we tried to... Like, like, like oh shit. Like someone should like 
do a movie about trying to like plan a heist yeah. on the magic castle, but then the tables are turned. That's such a great, that's a great idea. <laughs> and then it just becomes magicians versus, um, like fucking Neil Patrick Harris can be in it as himself. Robbers. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So it's like a world-class heist team versus magicians. That's great. God damn. I, I would watch The that. new Ocean's 14. It's magic versus misfits. Yeah. What would that be called? I just I just named it Magic oh. versus Magician. Misfits. Okay. <laughs> Misfits versus Magician. I don't know yeah. anymore. I just yeah. know I want to go to the Magic Castle and 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 see people do close up magic in front of me. Like I really do love it. I I feel like a kid again every time I see magic. I feel like we need to call Chris Kwong and just have him teach us. Right? Yeah. But then we, we, we yeah. should we should call him. Ooh. How about how about this? Because we're like so fucking like <laughs> obsessed about magic right now. Let's I'm going to, within this week, I'm going to try to reach out to him. Yeah. Let's try to get him on a Zoom call. Okay. See if he has any, like... Um, Zoom magic tricks. Zoom magic tricks. Because <laughs> he figured out how to it's do, like, like, a podcast magic trick. So I'm crazy if he's like, and now my background. <laughs> <laughs> and now, as you can see, I'm in Paris. <laughs> Eiffel Tower. Pay no attention to my edges blurring. Or, like, he'll do some shit, like, now look at your browser and see that there is Where a... Where did all this porn come from? I look at the, what midget porn. What? No. Yeah. Let, let's How'd see you it. do that, Chris Kwong? I'm going to see if I can make that happen. That'd just, be fun. I'm just going to reach out to him randomly. Because yeah. I, 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 want, I want to experience magic in my life again. Oh. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> uh, who would have thought the thing you missed during Corona is magic? I just, I, man, man I just, that sucks. You, like, I still see ads for the Now You See Me live show that was supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you see the bus ads, and yeah. taxi ads all That's over not, the place. That show's not happening. The just, Now You See Me live show. I mean, it, it makes sense, I guess. Just like a bunch of out of work Australian magicians Probably. out there somewhere. Well, they're not out of work now. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, I'm. I know I'm going to go into a magic rabbit hole tonight. Now, yeah, because you can of see this. It happening. Um, Should we just put on masterclass and just see like the first hour is? I'm kind of down. Yeah. Oh god, we're so we're such dorks. Just to learn some sleight of hand. Like the only magic trick I ever learned was, um, like the whole like oh pick a card and then I'll show you where the card is. But then even then it's really shoddily done. Yeah. Like, the one the one I know is like oh pick a card, put your card back. Oh, it's upside down. Like that's the one I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's really crap. It's a really bad trick. Right, right. I, I, mine is worse. I went like mine would be like a fifty-fifty success rate because I would try to feel where they put the card back, and then like I'll try to put that card on the top of the deck when I shuffled, and it would work most of the time. Unless that sounds like a, a someone who knows like the idea that who just barely knows that magic is fake. It's <laughs> like, a magic trick. Like, uh, yeah, put it. Put your card in my hand, and then I'm gonna shuffle. No, no, no. Like, 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 I'll, I'll spread the cards out. I'll fan them out and yeah, tell yeah. them to put it wherever they want. Yeah. But then, like, I'll make sure to have my fingers, fingers like in yeah. as many places as possible, so I can feel where they put the card back. Yeah, that's a real. Yeah, no, like, it's not a good low trick. percentage trick. Yeah, not a good trick. It's not like, a good trick. I want to uh, learn some real sleight of hand. It's like then you just gonna be like, oh damn it, pick another card. I also love that the thing that we uh, that that we most want to learn is a thing that our listeners can never enjoy through this medium. Not until we launch our Penn and Teller esque <laughs> social media, John Nathan, or we just do like live magic. shows. We do like live magic shows. 
The next the next good hang podcast, uh, the next good hang live show, we 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 do at least one good magic trick. Let's just saw inch and a half, and then she'll be centimeter. (laughs) (laughs) What if? Hmm. I just had like a random thought. Like, what if like the next time Esplanade calls us back, we say we can do a magic show? <laughs> yes, we would love to do something with you, Esplanade. Here's the thing: we need some rabbits. <laughs> we can do a magic show, but like we completely just not have any tricks planned. <laughs> we just have all of the hardware required to do a magic show, and the music, and then the gather, yeah, dun, dun, bum, bum. and then gather a crowd, and then it's just like a mess. <laughs> Welcome to an improvised magic show. <laughs> improvised, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's in this box. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, put it in. Shake it up. Oh, ooh, a watermelon. Shake it up. Put it back in. Shake, shake, shake. Oh, watermelon juice. Thank you. I would actually like have fun doing that. Like, try to bullshit your way through a magic show, and like end up actually having people that think it's real. Just like, like, it, like this must be real magic because it can't be that bad. What we're experiencing. I feel like as long as you're entertaining and engaging, magic can't be that bad. Because, well, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, because last Christmas, yeah, I got tricked into going to like some um, like churchy uh, Christmas gathering thing. It wasn't even my church. Yeah. And I went to it. Is it thinking, Lawrence Kong? Did Lawrence Kong do no, a magic no, no, trick No, 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 no. Okay. My, 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 my parents took, me, took us to this thing. And um, it was, you know, it was fine and all. Wait, I remember this story, but what was the magic part? They had Christian magicians okay. who were insufferable. Oh, my goodness. They had Christian magicians who like like did a bunch of, oh, now we're going to turn water into wine. Ah. And then there was always like a moral behind everything. And it is because Jesus that. Everyone <laughs> say, say that. on the count of three, everyone say, we believe. One, two, three, we believe. Boom! And it also did My stigmata is gone. <laughs> and it, no, they, they weren't really doing faith healing. That's a different... Subsection of magic, yeah. I feel yeah. <laughs> a different subsection of speaking the con. in tongues. Okay, but they were just doing like a, a kids' magic show, but with like Christian themes. themes, and also they were really annoying. Like, look at all this fish and bread. More fish and bread. More fish and bread. It was more like their pattern of speech and cadence. Oh, like it was just really grating. Like I, like I feel like magic is really only bad when it's it doesn't like the, some sometimes when a trick is delivered badly but the person's charismatic it's still kind of fun. Sure, but like when the person I feel is like just, I, I have not watched enough magic to make that kind of decision. <laughs> like okay, I just remember I've only ever seen really good magic. I just remember this was a ballroom full of people mm-hmm. and it was silence. E- like if anything, people were just trying to be polite and would occasionally clap. But I remember I exchanged so many dirty looks with my sister. <laughs> my sister and I were just like, like, like our eyes rolled so far back that like they were looking at opposite ends of the room. That's so funny. Like because they were just so obnoxiously loud and not funny and trying to make jokes and the tricks weren't that good. And then you don't even factor in the whole like religious part of the act. <laughs> like, <laughs> It made, it just made it very very conflicting. I didn't know how to feel because like I don't know. Isn't this fundamentally against your religion being a wizard? I don't know. That'd be funny if at the end they were like, "I bet most of you are praying to God that you get out of here, right?" And that's what we wanted this whole time. Magic. <laughs> now you believe in God. Yeah. No. I don't know. Like bad magic can be. Uncomfortable. It's like bad improv. Yeah, I was gonna say the two worst must be bad magic and bad improv. Yep, because the you're two watching two people and you kind of know what they're going for. Yeah, 
and you know the end result they're trying to achieve, You're more like, or oh, less. You've probably spent a lot of time learning this. Too, yeah, you know? yeah, breaks Ugh. your heart. Every time improv is in a TV show or movie, I, 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 I like, I like, my, I want to vomit. <laughs> This is like some of my most like physically uncomfortable times in public have been watching a bad improv show. Ah, yeah, like really to the point of like I like I'm getting goosebumps from cringing so much. Uh, but like, here's <laughs> like the my thing. body temperature drops. But how do you feel like if they don't know that they're doing a good or bad job? How do I feel? Because I see a lot of bad improv and they don't realize it's bad. And see that that, that that makes me angry. That's the part where that's the part that makes me cringe when right. like i don't know whether they know that they oh suck. it's okay because for me because i because I, again i see so much fucking improv so i see improv when they're bad and they know don't know they're bad and i get angry mm. and i see improv where they're bad and they know that they're bad and i just feel sad like because yeah, like, they're trying I'll to save like, it no i'm just like you can do better don't worry like this is your journey right because usually they're students or right, like right, right, you know right, what i mean right. it's just like you know so yeah i'm very as opposed to like improv. just bad and obnoxious yeah those are the worst those people mm. just make me angry they're usually big fat white guys and they're just like right, oh right. Uh-huh, look at beer look at me uh, this is something that typically a woman does but don't worry because i'm a straight man it's <laughs> terrible I, I i i i don't wish that upon anybody yeah instead watch middle edition schwartz have we talked about middle edition schwartz on the show no but y'all watch yeah. it go y'all, watch it go watch it we'll that's all we have to say about it next week maybe yeah we're not gonna talk about it now we might not even talk about it next week but watch middle edition schwartz it's great it's very very good well, you're, good, very, you're very good nathan good 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 chat <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's what this is. welcome to good chat episode one I, <laughs> I can never like figure out how to conclude this shit anymore because like we have nowhere to be <laughs> yeah it is true because normally it's like all right i better go home it's uh yeah yeah even then it was like i've got things to do or places to well, be this is what we got to do nathan i got banana bread that's waiting for us to eat it and we're gonna watch penn and teller mm, so the, the podcast like is done an idea our friendship continues <laughs> have a fantastic week everybody uh thank you for listening thank you for subscribing thank you for telling your friends thank you for engaging us on the social medias yeah please continue to do that continue to engage with us and we will engage back <laughs> oh and thank you patrons you keep me from killing myself yeah yeah support us patreon thank you bye see ya thanks for the hang thanks thanks for the thing I forgot the catchphrase thanks for the hang what a place to be it's a good day for a good time with a good hang it's a good day for a good time with a good hang what a good way what a good sign what a good thing It's a good day for a good time with a good hang.